0: Listen, do you want to get jacked? Do you want to get bigger, faster, stronger? Are you putting everything you got into your workouts? Well, that's great. That's great. But are you backing it up when you get home? You know what I mean. Are you eating right? Are you drinking right? Are you taking the correct supplements? Well, if you're in need of some fantastic supplements, go over and check out getmountainops.com. Some of the best supplements out there geared towards the specific needs of the hunter. They got multi-blended proteins, pre-workouts, post-workouts, multivitamins, which I myself take and thoroughly enjoy. And not only that, but for the fantastic listeners of this show, if you want to get 20% off your order, all you have to do is enter the coupon code NBH20 at checkout and boom! 20% off right there. So head on over to getmountainops.com and get yourself some. And don't forget to head on over to NaturalBornHunter.com. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to our iTunes channel. Hit us up on Instagram and Facebook. All right, now let's get this show underway. Welcome back, everybody, as we continue our mini-series on the Train to Hunt Challenge. And today's guest is Brad Peterson. For those of you who don't know, Brad, he won the North Idaho event last year. He is a very skilled archer and talented athlete, and today we're going to get his take on the competition and you know, maybe get some tips and tricks on uh, you can add to your game to take it to the next level. How are you doing today, Brad? I'm doing really
1: good. How are you doing? I'm good, man. So what events are you looking to do this season? Uh, This season, as far as train-to-hunt goes, I'm doing North Idaho as well as Missoula. Um, I told Brock I was going to do Washington, but then I seen Missoula came out, and I was like, oh, man, that's two hours away from the house. i got to jump on it, and I didn't realize it overlapped with Brock's event in Washington, so felt kind of bad, but he understands. It's only two hours away. I couldn't pass it up. I hear you, that that two-hour drive, that's a nice, easy drive. Yep, two hours to Bonners Ferry to the North Idaho uh, event, and two hours to Missoula, so it's pretty nice having two events within two hours for sure. Was last year your first
0: uh, train to hunt?
1: Yeah, last year was my first train to hunt. Now, what
0: did you do for your preparation?
1: Uh, my focus last year was pretty much all triathlon based um that's what i've been doing the last five or six five years and so i stuck with that all winter um just i'd lift weights in the morning pretty much from november after hunting season november the end of february i lifted weights every morning and then every night after work i would do my triathlon specific workout and did that all winter long and then come spring i just moved everything outside and kind of got away from the weights, which was a big mistake come Nationals last year. But, uh, yeah, I, I stuck with just swimming, biking, running, um, a lot of trail running. Uh, I didn't do any weighted pack hikes or runs until after North Idaho because it exposed a pretty good weakness, and I was, I was just glad the course was really short so <laughs> the guys couldn't. <laughs> the guys couldn't gap me, couldn't bridge the gap too much. But, yeah, I swim, bike, run a lot, pretty much seven days a week. And that's all I did all year long until leading up to the challenge event in North Idaho. So what happened in Nationals? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, other than Trevor Niestrath just blowing his nose and wiping everybody up with it, uh, <laughs> he uh, – yeah, I got there, and I was about a week after the North Idaho event. I got the E. coli, and then I was feeling good going into nationals. But I don't know if that lingered at all. But I just wasn't I wasn't strong enough for that long meat pack. And like I I had the wind, and I could keep going. But man, my muscles were just shot. And I was like, you know what, this season. Definitely got to hit the, <laughs> the weighted ruck runs a lot more and uh, definitely stick with the cardio because that, that's what got me through. That's why I did as good as, as I did because I still had a good cardio base from doing triathlon, and, but definitely needed to add more, more weight training and ruck runs and weighted hikes. And, but, yeah, nationals went, went okay. You know, I shot good, shot my bow good, but just held on for dear life in the meat pack and in the challenge course.
0: Which you won like North Idaho hands down with the in the hunters 3D course.
1: Yeah, that's where I got my points to to seal the victory because Brock and Ben they were they were creeping up with they were gaining points back in the in the meat pack and in the in the uh, challenge course. What was
0: your score? Do you remember
1: on the on the 3D course? Yeah, it was a 96, I think.
0: Out of a hundred, which is pretty damn good. That means you dropped what two, two shots? dropped two shots.
1: Yep, I had one kick out on a close target, kicked out to a three, and then I got scared of a tree that was hugging the kill zone on an antelope, and I pulled it outside. And... But other than that, it went it went pretty good. That, I knew that was my strong suit going in, and I didn't know. I mean, I, I knew Ben. I knew he'd be fit because I've been doing triathlon for years. I know who he is, but I didn't know anybody else there. And so I didn't know. It was like I have to shoot good and just hang on and see what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: sometimes
0: you can get on the regional events a big lead in that shoot. Then when it comes to nationals, the problem is everyone can shoot. How yep. How'd you do shooting at nationals?
1: Uh, I – I led after the 3D course at nationals. I think I shot an 80, 82, or an 81, 81 or an 82, and I only had a three-point lead instead of like a 17-point lead like at the regional. <laughs> and it was I was in first, and then meat pack I was in fourth, and then after the challenge course I was in seventh or eighth. <laughs> like, dang it! But it's all good. So,
0: what are you doing for your archery? What are you doing for practice?
1: Uh, For me, I have a, well, kind of going back to last year's train to hunt and everything, I have a 20-target 3D course at the house.
0: That's helpful.
1: That's very helpful, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It it works out really good because I was able to run that course. I could shoot it, practice 3D at, you know, just a leisurely pace, walk it, and then when to do my train-to-hunt workouts, I grab the bow and just take off and run my course. And it's probably close to – three quarters of a mile long. It circles up around our property and it's a, it's a really good course to run. a lot of uphill and mm-hmm. I do that and wintertime we shoot indoor league, you know, at our local bow shop. And then now it's 3d seasons in full swing. So I got, when it's not raining, I put out a few targets out in the pasture and just shoot all the time, especially now that I'm not working. I definitely, I get out and shoot a lot.
0: <laughs> so, what do you think most people have trouble with in the 3D course?
1: Um, you know, I, I I think a lot of it I noticed maybe guys just weren't spending a lot of time in their prep shooting 3D court, you know, going to 3D shoots. And I know it's kind of expensive to get your own targets and all that stuff, and practice at home. People don't have the the space at home to set up a 3D course, and I got lucky and got all my targets used from the bow shop or the local club. They were getting mm-hmm. rid of them, so I heard them, and I was pretty lucky that way. But um, I think a lot of time it was just a lot of people don't spend enough time with their bow. Because I know the guys I shoot with to shoot 3D, the guys that shoot good that are your consistent 400 3D shooters, they shoot a lot. And I think that's what it probably came down to at Train to Hunt Is I didn't maybe hold them, doing the long holds and might have threw people a little bit. But for the most part, I think it's lack of experience with 3D and then that comes down to judging yardage and that probably threw people the most. It's just the experience.
0: What do you think people could do or what would your recommendation be uh, for people to get better
1: at judging yardage? Um, you could – man, a lot of it is practice. Um, you, online, like I listened to the knock-on. John Dudley puts out a ton of good information, and he has guests talk about judging yardage. And it's get a system that works for you, either if it's trying to do the halfway method, judge half, and double it, maybe add a yard, or that's the method I kind of use, or do 10-yard increments, because you can judge 10 yards pretty easy. Um, And it's just practicing that a lot to get good at it. And I I go out. I don't ever shoot without – I don't shoot my course not knowing the yardage. I always guess it, and then I Mm -hmm. always range it, because I don't want to make bad shots in practice. So I always guess the yardage, and every single time I walk around with a rangefinder, I arrange things at the house, just practice judging yardage on everything. i got a rangefinder in my pocket a lot just when I'm hiking or doing anything outside, just throw it in the pocket, and that's it. It's just something that you just pick up. After a while, it gets easier, and I'm by no means an expert. There's guys that are way better at it, but I try hard, and It seems to work out every once in a while.
0: I actually yesterday went out and uh, shot a 3D course. And what I did was I guessed it, you know, went through my system, came up with my number, wrote it down, and then ranged it to check it, then wrote that down. And for the most part, I was in a yard or two. But like you say, I didn't want to practice – the, you know, like the uncertainty of knowing the shot, I wanted to focus on all my shots to make them all good shots, you know. So I went through like that till about like the last three.
1: So, yeah.
0: for, so for 27 targets, it was all, you know, practicing good shots and just yardage yep. estimation. And then go through and at the end, you know, the last three, I smoked them. Just guessed the yardage and I was winning. I think one I got the exact number and the other two I was within a yard but I also learned that the ones I judged poorly were uphill shots or any shots where the ground dipped away. Those were yeah. the hardest for me to judge. You know, yeah, I, for sure. I think there's a lot of things that you'll we'll see whether you're training for a triathlon where people will log all their workouts, you know, track all their stuff. But for some reason yeah. in archery, there's a lot of archers out there who aren't tracking, logging, writing anything down or have any sort of plan.
1: No. Nope. Yeah, because I don't think a lot of people don't look look at it as like competition and like, training for archery. It's most people just they shoot bows as recreation and, and they don't know. They're not really working to try to be a competitive 3D shooter. They just like to go and have fun with the kids and like, they, you know, they don't really, I don't know if people don't understand or how that can help them by logging shots and recording everything and having something to fall back on when, when you want to research how you've been doing. And, but I don't log. I haven't got into logging too much as far as archery yet this year. Um, just started uh, probably the last month, and it, it seems to help a lot.
0: Yeah, you know, I think having – I don't know how you know if you've peed. Off, you know, it's like if you're working out, you don't know if you just PR to work out if you didn't write down how you did last time or how you felt or all that stuff, you know? So how do you know if you're getting any better at archery or how do you know if you, unless you're really in tune with what you're doing, if it was a bad shot or bad yardage?
1: Yeah. Yep. That's why when I practice, I like to know, that's why I like to know the yardage for sure. So I can make, Try to make a perfect shot, and it keeps your confidence up, and it carries over right into right into when you get to competition.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing. What, practicing whatever you practice, that's what you're gonna have. You're not gonna be yeah. able to practice bad shots show up on game day all of a sudden. It's like oh, things no. are just firing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, last
1: weekend I lost seven arrows above my house, and yeah, I'm feeling really good about today. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that at all.
0: Which is unfortunate.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: So this year to last year, what are you doing differently for your training?
1: Um, I put triathlon on the back seat this year, and well, we had the baby in August, opening day archery season, so that's throwing a different dynamic into every into baby training. Baby, just crushing yeah.
0: your dreams.
1: Oh no, it just you have to alter them <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it's all good though i got a great wife so it, it works good. really good but uh this year uh, i worked out of town pretty much all fall and winter and so it was every night after work i hit the gym um doing lots of squats cleans deadlifts jumping kind of doing like a triathlon type workout where you do a brick workout where it's bike and run workouts i would do deadlifts, squats, cleans, with treadmill sprints in between sets. I really like that a lot and because it really hurt and burned the lungs really good. <laughs> so it hurt a lot. And so I did that all winter. Um, and just running outside, I got uh, free weights in the basement, lifting weights, just lifting weights and running, trying to get, get stronger because the meat pack was my – definitely my downfall. I lost a lot of time in the meat pack at Nationals, like and it was because I had the lungs. I wasn't like completely gassed with my was just weak. Just hip
0: strength, length leg strength,
1: back strength all okay. fading on you. All the time. Oh, yeah, that that gun went off and I was like, Oh man, look <laughs> at this guy. <laughs> and I was like, all right, you know, the course is long. Hopefully a lot of these guys will gas out early because 'cause they're excited and they'll blow, they'll just jam early, and I'll start checking them off one by one as we get closer to the end, and I started catching a few guys, but it wasn't, I mean, most of the guys were down and back at their cars having a cocktail before I got through the finish line.
0: (laughs) Guys like Gabe Krell are long gone.
1: Oh, yeah, Gabe, Trevor, uh, Travis, Smith out of Oregon, those guys were gone, and. But that's all right, though. I had an awesome time. I love it. I just like breaking a sweat and shooting my bow, so train to hunt.
0: Yeah, that's it, the thing. Train to hunt is a different sport. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, I uh, I went in today
0: and had that serious conversation of, uh, all right, CrossFit's going on the back burner. I'm going to have to do that one thing I hate more than anything, and that's Run. You know, for yeah. Me, run. Yeah, for me, it's not the strength. It's it's the lungs will hold me back. That endurance will hold me back before anything else. So it's mm-hmm. like you know, 15 burpees. I'm not scared of 15 burpees or carrying 100 pounds. It's the endurance aspect. It's like
1: trying to run a seven minute mile for three or four miles.
0: Yeah, you know, I had Gabe. Just he's running a sub ten mile on a track with 100 pounds.
1: Yeah, yeah I heard that. Yeah, that's – I I don't even – I'll have to try it eventually, but that's, you, a, that's fast.
0: You know what, though? Now there's a number out there. Now there's numbers out there, yeah. at least. That's the good thing, I think, about doing all this is there's now kind of a resource or um, benchmarks people can look for. Yeah,
1: benchmarks. I think what you'll find, too, is – with a lot of guys that do train to hunt, is guys will be pretty honest too. They'll go out and try it, and they're not going to throw up some phony number like I did a seven and a half minute hundred pound run, one mile. You know, yeah, guys a, will be guys will be honest, and they'll, you know, they're not going to be afraid to say, "Dude, that killed me, man. It was like a twenty minute mile."
0: That's what yeah. I was going to do. I was going to just throw up a fake fake number and just say I did a yeah. two hundred pounds, like I did it <laughs> ten minutes of two hundred. Guys, what are you doing yeah.
1: on a bike? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What would be –
0: what would you recommend people do if it's their first year or if there's some things they want to get better at, particularly I I would say shooting since that's your strongest point?
1: Yeah, I would would definitely try to go to as many 3D shoots as you can and just practice, practice, practice with the bow. And you – you can't neglect the lungs. You're gonna. You can't go and not be in shape, but just shoot good. That won't work. You gotta. You gotta be in shape to some degree to be competitive. You can't. You have to. You have to shoot good. Um, so just practice shooting your bow as much as you can. Get familiar with your with your equipment, and just practice guessing yardage. And you know if you are struggling with. With shooting, go to your bow shop. Maybe you need to get your form checked out, get your equipment checked out, get everything dialed in, make sure it's perfect, and start throwing in ruck runs. Get, you're gonna, you have to get weight on your back, and you have to hit the mountains. So you can't do squats and cleans and run intervals on a treadmill. That helps to, to a certain point, but there's no way to get familiar with having 100 pounds on your back other than throwing 100 pounds on your back and lacing up the boots, and going for a run or a hike, because it it changes things real quick. So you definitely have to get up in the woods, get out in the woods, and hammer with some weight on your back, and do it consistently, and if you want to compete, you can't take too many days off, because the other guys, especially North Idaho this year, there's a lot of guys that they got a taste of it last year, and they know what it's all about, and I guarantee the guys up in Bonners Ferry that came down and did it in Kellogg, they're they're hammering hard, and they're not going to – they're not taking the day off up there. And so it's just consistency with everything, with working out, with your nutrition, with shooting your bow. I mean, everything – consistency will carry over into good performance and anything.
0: That's, that's very, very true. You know, it's like – that's one thing i think about all the time it's like i know phil i know you guys like nobody's stopping nobody's toning it down you know nobody's not shooting today nobody's not working out like there's always somebody out there who's just gunning gunning for it and that's something that i think needs to be taken into consideration as people anyone who thinks you know i'm just gonna do Straight triathlon training or straight CrossFit training, it's like ah, you know, it's a little <laughs> bit different. You're gonna have to um, kind of dedicate yourself if you want to do well in this 100% to it.
1: Yep, yep. Especially when it comes to going to nationals, those guys. I mean, it was the bar was stepped up a lot, and I seen it, I got shellacked really bad and. <laughs> So, so a <laughs> you know.
0: hey, so, uh, yeah. learning experience right
1: oh for sure yeah no and it just made me want to i don't know if i'll get to go back to nationals this year um with the baby and family vacations and lots of kind of taking a step the uh, traveling to compete at anything is kind of taking a backseat this year
0: yeah i, so I don't you.
1: know hopefully if i if i'm lucky enough to qualify <laughs> i'd like to you know, I'm trying to make it work, but being in Salt Lake, it's a lot closer. It's only 13 hours away, so I could hook up the RV and head on down and do a little camping and bring the whole family. But we'll see how it works out. I got to qualify first.
0: Yeah, I'm glad it's closer for everyone else. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, actually, I think it got further away for you. But... Yeah,
0: it definitely did. <laughs> That's fine. As long as there's a big airport, I could I could come into. Hopefully, I'd make it this year to nationals. Yeah, we'll see. Now, is there anything, one thing in particular to somebody coming in uh, you would say, don't waste your time doing this?
1: Um, man. If you're just, I don't know. I don't know if it's a waste of time or a waste, you know, I don't know. Because you have to you have to dedicate time to every aspect of it if you want to compete. But if you just want to get your feet wet and check it out, um, and, you know, you know, I don't know. I think you got to do it, to do it right. You can't really put anything to backseat. You got to, you got to train to shoot. You got to put weight on your back and you have to be able to shoot with weight on your back, elevated heart rate. You can't, I don't see anything that would be a waste of time. Any anything you can do to prep yourself physically is gonna work. Um, I would get away from more of just straight, just going for jogs, just like you know, aerobic, yeah. ten, ten minute mile jogs, logging miles. I wouldn't waste my time doing that. I would do shorter stuff with weight on my back, super high intensity, get that heart rate jamming way up, and Hopefully by the time the competition rolls around, you get your your peak heart rate, you get that down to where you can manage it and you kind of figure it out. But I definitely would get away from just slow aerobic type workouts just to log miles and say you did them. I would definitely go more high intensity, weight on the back sort of runs and do it with a bow and do some shooting and get used to doing that.
0: Yeah, I think you pretty much nailed it there. That's a good point. I like that one. <laughs> one thing I thought of, too, people should focus on is the uphill-downhill shots. Yeah. Because these courses are
1: not flat at the least. Mm-mm. No, Silver Mountain, it it had a little elevation to it.
0: Yeah, a little, little bit of an
1: elevation on the mountain. On you know, it's kind of unavoidable. But
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, and, you know, that's one of those things people don't think about is it might get a little long or a little short, depending on yeah. – uh, which way they're going.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's where if you're not real if you can't invest in a in a bow site that's got a third axis adjustment and you get a, a steep uphill or a downhill that's got any range to it, you might you know, you might find yourself off a little bit too, but
0: Yeah, that's true. I never thought about that one. I've always had one that has that third axis adjustment, you know, that level is dead nuts. There's yeah, most probably- of your
1: stock bow sites don't come with it, so
0: No, what are you running for your uh, level, or for your uh, site, I mean?
1: Uh, I run uh, Montana Black Gold, uh, Scent, Ambush, single pin. Single pin? Your single
0: pin. I think I've been thinking about switching to a single pin. Yeah? Yeah, because, I mean, I like shooting the open class, but I like doing it with what I could shoot a hunter class with if I wanted to for IBO, you know, because I'm thinking about shooting hunter class IBO. But then I was thinking for train to hunt, I'm just giving you guys or whoever's my competition, you know yardages yards of advantage yeah. over me on every target.
1: yeah, single pin for 3d it's you definitely have an advantage some guys don't think you do, but the single pin sight adjustable slider it it's awesome for shooting 3d yeah, and I've gotten a little bit almost. Almost got in a pickle at Nationals with it because there was the two targets in 10 seconds. One was at 20, one was at 35. And with the single pin, I'm like, oh, man, you know, I was like, do I make the adjustment or do I hold high? And I fired off the one, just knocked an arrow, and boom, just whipped my dial down, and I got it just like nine point. I barely got it. But
0: you went for the adjustment.
1: I adjusted it, yeah. And everybody in the group, everybody standing there is like, I can't believe you did that. Like, Well, it almost cost me. So I probably won't do it again. Or, so practice, what I found, more. <laughs> yeah, or practice more. Yeah, we're practice more, yeah. With the single pins, what I found worked good is you, I put two pieces of tape on that single pin and leave just a tiny slit in between them and run a little nail polish on it and make a couple extra marks on that pin. And then you can you can sight those in at different ranges and write it on your sight tape. And so you can leave it at 20 and you can have a thirty. Oh, or that's
0: brilliant! Now you're
1: thinking. <laughs> yeah, wherever they end up, because you know the spot hog has that sight with the with the extra fiber in the pin, but I can't afford that. So I'm, I just I like my Montana Black Gold. They're an awesome sights. So I just put those little marks on there, and the, wherever they end up being, you know, if it's either you know might end up dead on at thirty two or wherever, but put a couple extra marks, and you don't have to slide it.
0: That's brilliant. I didn't think about that. That is brilliant. I was wondering, man, what do you do in that case? But, yeah, put a little mark on there and forget it. Yep.
1: Yep. Cool. That's what I do for – do that for hunting season. So, but most of the places we hunt up here, you get 20-yard shots, and that's about all the further you can shoot in the trees and the brush. Right. So, <laughs> leave it on 20 and call it good. <laughs>
0: that's – yeah. You know, that's – wow. That. You may have just blown my mind, Brad. That's a super practical <laughs> fix.
1: Glad I could help. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, now so you're your sold. You're going to a single pin. That might
0: be now. Now that I'm like, <laughs> hey, that's brilliant. How did I think of that? Man, awesome. Cool. Well, on that yep. note, I think that's going to end this uh, this episode, man. Thank you for coming on.
1: Uh, any shout outs so you want happy. to give? Uh, Give a shout-out to Hoyt, you know, shooting for Hoyt this year. And I Give a shout-out to Hoyt and uh, everybody out in the train-to-hunt world. I uh, Can't wait to see everybody. Met a lot of good friends, and I can't wait to get out and get with everybody again, you know, because I don't see any of them. You know, I, everybody spreads out across the country, and, you know, see each other, see each other on Facebook, Instagram, all that. But it's good. It'll be good to get to the events and get to see some people again.
0: Heck yeah. Well, on that note, people, get out there, practice, log everything, write it all down, and work, hustle, hunt.